0: Yo, what's up everybody? I'm Bob Walters. This is Locked Up Sports. We got a big one for you here today. The Jets and Giants continue to play unwatchable football. Some of the worst offense we have ever seen. The Mets... Well, the Mets have a manager, but it's not who you think it is or hope it is, and they will go the whole season without a general manager. We'll explain. The Knicks and the Rangers get wins, important wins for the Knicks, and the Rangers continue to play red-hot hockey. All that and more coming up next on Locked Up Sports. What's up, everybody? Welcome inside the Brian Gunsel Studios. I am Bob Walters. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget rate review and subscribe wherever it is you are taking this in whether it be on YouTube or on the audio end with the podcast anywhere. Rate, review and subscribe. Every little bit helps. Uh the Jets and Giants again like we said playing unwatchable football. The Rangers getting a, another win last night. They almost blew a five-goal lead in the third period but did hold on. They've now have points in 9 of their first 12 games and the Knicks the other night get an important win kind of get everybody off their back. We'll go through everything, the Mets, as we said, we're going to explain that whole thing. I got a whole lot to say about the Mets. Uh let's start with the Jets because the Jets are, were with a relevant football team coming into this week. They had a Monday night game against the Chargers. You all know by now, you all know what happened. 30 to 6 was the final. Just incompetent quarterback play, uh terrible coaching, terrible play calling. Just bad all around. They gave up a, a punt return to basically in the first quarter, and that, that ended the game. Listen, if the Jets fall behind fourteen nothing in the first quarter, like they did on Monday night, they cannot win these games. Zach Wilson cannot get them into the end zone two times. For them to win a game that they're down more than one score at any point, it's going to take either a special teams play or a score on defense. Or maybe, you know, the, the defense getting a turnover deep, deep inside the, the other the opposing team's territory. Other than that, the Jets can't move the ball. They can't even they can barely get first downs. And they, they can't fix the offense. They won't fix the offense. And here's why, here's why. This offense was built by Aaron Rodgers for Aaron Rodgers. And without Aaron Rodgers running it, it can it can't do anything. The quarterback is completely lost. That was his 30th start in the NFL on Monday night. He is yet to throw three touchdowns in a game. 30 starts. Look around the league. There's there's quarterbacks all over the place. Throwing three touchdowns, 300 yards, 400 yards. Look at the Bears. Look at the Texans. They all have young quarterbacks younger than Zach Wilson, and they're all doing much better. They all had games this weekend better than any game Zach Wilson has ever quarterbacked. And Robert Sala continues to go up there and it won't lay it at the feet of Zach Wilson. Oh, it's not him. And I get it. You don't want to say it's all the quarterback. You don't want to blow, blow up one player. But we're all watching this. We all see what's going on. We all know enough football to watch this and say the quarterback is no good. How long can you blame the offensive line? Is the offensive line good? No, it's not. But there are worse offensive lines out there. With quarterbacks who are performing much better than Zach Wilson, he cannot Get the ball into the end zone. Forget about getting it in the end zone. He cannot get it past the first down marker. It's the same thing. Every possession for the Jets punt punt. Here's the Jets line. Every, every game punt punt turnover punt punt field goal punt turnover punt punt. That's it. Every game. How long can we watch this for? And I get it. Like I said, this offense was built by Aaron Rodgers for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he brought in Nathaniel Hackett, who's a god-awful. We all know that. We knew that coming in, that Nathaniel Hackett was awful. We knew what Sean Payton said about him was right. We all knew he was right. Nathaniel Hackett has never been a good play caller. He's never been a good offensive coordinator. He is friendly. He gets along good with Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers could make any offensive coordinator look good. I could be the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers' offense, and he will be, it'll be a good offense. Now, I'm not saying anybody could come in and make Zach Wilson look good, because you can't. Mike White, last year and the year before, was the best quarterback that New York has seen in a decade. That game against the the Bengals, the one against the Bears, that's the two best games played by a quarterback in New York in 10 years. By Mike F.M. White. The Jets are are inept. And and the the amazing, amazing thing because their defense is so good, because their special teams is usually good. Now it, it had a it had a, a hiccup this week with the punt return, but that's gonna happen. You're not gonna be perfect always, and that's why you lose these games. But the defense is so good, the team around Zach Wilson is so good that they are somehow four and four. They are five hundred. Still in the playoff race, still in the division race. Believe it or not, this was a huge loss though on Monday night. They now do not hold the tiebreaker with any with with San, uh, with uh the Chargers. Any conference game that the Jets play out of division is huge, and that makes the Raiders game this week just as big. Do you go and do you give Boyle a chance? When do you give him a chance? When do you say enough is enough with Zach Wilson? He's obviously not not. The quarterback we thought he was—he's not a top five pick. He's not even a, a barely an NFL quarterback. When do the Jets say enough is enough? We got to save this season. Maybe Boyle is Mike White, and he could spark this team and get us—you know—move the ball, get us a couple first downs. Because it is tough to watch, and the Giants are even worse. We'll get to the Giants in a second, but the Giants are even worse. Now, the Jets, like I said, they're they're still relevant. There's still a possibility they could save this season. They're in the playoff race. They need to start winning games. They, they, They beat the Eagles, and that made them relevant. Then this week, just disaster. They got blown out of their own building by the Chargers, who are not a very good team. Chargers have a better quarterback. Chargers coach is a disaster, just as much a disaster as the Jets are. The Jets were 17% on third down. Wilson was 33 or 49 for 263 yards. It sounds okay. But when you watch it, you see it's not. Most of it happened in garbage time. When when the the Chargers were up three scores, they were playing 10 yards off. They were trading time for yards. They had no issue with that. The Jets had 100 yards of offense in the first half. And that's basically what they do. They score no points. There's no points being scored. If you combine... All the points scored by the Jets and the Giants this year, both teams, every point they've scored is I think it's 232, it would rank eighth in the NFL. They They are currently individually 31st and 32nd in the NFL in points scored. The Giants score 11 points a game, the Jets score 13 points a game. There are teams that score that in the first quarter. Which is why when that punt returned, when that punt went back for a touchdown, the game was over right there. And it turned out it was. It was was the winning score. It would have won 7-6. I don't know how long you can go with Zach Wilson before you say enough is enough. And for some reason, the Jets fans are making excuses for him about the offensive line. And it's no good. Peyton Manning couldn't throw behind this offensive line. But I got news for you. Peyton Manning would do very well behind this offensive line. He might not win the Super Bowl, but he wouldn't be losing games 27-6. Come on. This is unwatchable stuff. You all watched that Monday night game. That was the disaster. And I know you were all throwing stuff at the TV and cursing at the TV about Zach Wilson. And then after the game, for some reason, you have a soft spot for him. And you're like, wow, I, the offensive line. No. The quarterback, he stinks. Give it up. You screwed up two quarterbacks now. You screwed up Sam Donald. That was not a good pick. That pick didn't work out. You screwed up Zach Wilson. That pick was no good. That pick didn't work out. You have set the franchise back years. It's time now to start over. And I get it. You got Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers, even when he plays next year or even if he plays two years, you are starting over. This team is somehow four and four with that quarterback. Imagine what they'd be if they had a decent quarterback, maybe like a Carson Wentz. Why is he not on this team? Why is there not a a, a guy that you've heard of at least on the team as the backup? You know why? Because they don't want to put pressure on Zach Wilson. They're still trying to justify the pick. The pick is garbage. We all know it's garbage. Zach Wilson is garbage quarterback. The pick was garbage. You screwed it up. The sooner you admit it, the sooner you can start to correct it. Because it's important to have somebody in here next year sitting behind Aaron Rodgers that can learn and that can step in and be the future. When Aaron Rodgers is 47 years old, he's not going to be here that long. Now, if you get a Super Bowl, okay, whatever. But the odds of you getting the Super Bowl are not very good. Doug. You're the Jets. Now, again, the season's not over. They, they need to win this. They got the Raiders um, on Sunday night. Uh, what I mean, the Raiders, listen, the Raiders are feeling good about themselves. They just blew out the Giants. I don't know why they're feeling good about that. And, you know, a lot of teams could blow out the Giants, but they did. You got the, they got the new coach, an infusion of some new blood. They're feeling good. They know the Jets' offensive line stinks. They know Zach Wilson stinks. They're probably licking their chops ready to come, come out Sunday night and just show the country we're back with the Raiders. The Jets need to stop that. They got to figure out how to block somebody and they got to figure out how to get the ball moving forward because they don't do that. And you got to figure out how to score some points. I mean, Zach Wilson is a number two pick overall. Number two pick. Brock Purdy was in the sixth round and they're talking about him in the MVP race. And the Jets are going to still sit there, and Robert Sala is still going to sit there and say, well, it's not his fault. You know, we moved the ball well. You moved the ball well. He was 17% on third down. You had 100 yards offense in the first half. You scored six points in the game. Those are the numbers that matter. Not the, not the yard, the garbage yard that you got when you were down 20-6 to six or 27-6 to six with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. When the building was empty and everybody was on their way home. It's time to start facing reality with the Jets. The quarterback stinks. The offense coordinator stinks. The offensive line stinks. And for some reason the offensive line is just the the whipping boy here for both of these teams in this in this in this town. And I'm not saying they don't they both do deserve it. But come on. You're 4 and 4. The season is salvageable. We are sick and tired in the in New York of being done with football before Thanksgiving. Sick and tired of it. It's an embarrassment. And the Giants, like listen, the Giants are no better. Giants went into the Las Vegas and they got their ass kicked by a not a very good uh, Raiders team by Antonio Pierce, led Raiders team. You know he loved it. Antonio Pierce Pierce, of course, the former giant Super Bowl champion just laid it on his former team in his first interim coaching start. Daniel Jones out forever now, but Daniel Jones, the the, the book has closed on Daniel Jones being the Giants quarterback. Okay. It's done towards ACL. He's out for the season. He will be on the roster next year, but I want you to understand that he's only on the roster because of a salary cap problem. That's going to, with the contract. And it's not really that big of it. It's not that crazy that the Giants are not screwed for long term with this contract. They're screwed next year. Okay, but they're going to pick a quarterback. Giants now are looking at starting over. They're going to keep the coach. I think they're going to keep the coach just because they change the coach every two years. The only people that have had more, more the only team in this town that's had more people running their their franchise is the Mets. The Mets and the Giants change their coaches every year, every two years. So I think Dable got enough capital last year with that with that job that we all said he was done great. He was the coach of the year. I think he stays, and okay, I, I can live with that. Give him another chance because he was he was good last year. We 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 didn't, we saw it. I, there was a well coached team last year. The Giants. But now they got a hit on the quarterback because when you miss on a quarterback in a top five or a top 10 pick, it sets your franchise back five years. The Jets have done it twice now. Sam Donald and Zach Wilson. The Giants, they missed on Daniel Jones. Listen, they missed on him. Don't sit there and tell me he's good. He's not good. He had a couple of good games. He fumbles the ball. He turns the ball over. He turned the ball over for three years before you have that year last year. They had an easy schedule. Everything broke right. The ball bounced the right way. They played some good defense. They had Daniel Jones had a couple good games. Saquon Barkley was very good, and the coaching was good. Successful year. So you want to build on that, right? And what do they do? They come back this year. They're going to be the worst team in the NFL. The worst team. They're going to get there on the clock. Embarrassing. I mean, come on. So Daniel Jones, listen, it's done. I don't want to hear any more about Daniel Jones. Let's keep him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter how he plays next year. It doesn't matter. You got to draft a quarterback. Maybe you get the one pick. Maybe you get the three pick. Whatever you get. Because you're in the race for the – you're on – the teams that are in the race for being on the clock are the Bears, Cardinals, Giants. The Bears and Cardinals have quarterbacks who I think they kind of like. Which means the Giants are going to be on the clock with the quarterback with the first pick probably. Because I, do you think DeVito's going to come in there and win any games? They go to Dallas this week. That's going to be a nightmare. Giants are going to get blown out of Jerry World, blown out. And and Jerry Jones and the Cowboys and the Cowboys fans just love running up on the Giants, and they did it in Week One, and they'll do it again this week because the Giants' offense is uh, is non-existent. The defense is, yeah, the front, the you know, the front four, and and Thibodeau, who played a good game a couple games ago, are okay. But when you get back in that secondary, they're they're gonna, they're gonna tear, up, cut them to ribbons. Dak Prescott is gonna cut the Giants' secondary to ribbons. It's gonna be another disaster. There's no way the Giants go in there and win this game with with DeVito as the quarterback. He can't throw. At least they let them throw it forward, I guess, a couple times this this week, right? Terrible. Neither of these teams in this town, the Jets or the Giants, were prepared to have their quarterback go down with anything even resembling an NFL quarterback behind them. And what happened? Quarterbacks went down. Of course they did. Quarterbacks get hurt all the time in the NFL. And they had nobody competent enough behind either of these guys. To play, I mean, look, Tyrod Taylor, he was okay, he was ready. But Tyrod Taylor, when he became the starter, you need somebody competent behind him. Because now he's the starter. So now the backup can't be DeVito. I like DeVito. It can't be him. He can't be an NFL quarterback that's going to come in and play a significant amount of time, which is now what's going to happen. And you could say, I'm rooting for the Giants to win, I'm rooting for the Giants to lose, for the draft pick, it doesn't matter who you're rooting for, they're going to lose. The Jets four and four. They gotta have this win. Listen, I don't know what what Zach Wilson has to do, but you gotta have a, a quick hook on Zach Wilson. Give give Boyle a chance, right? Maybe he's maybe he's maybe he's Mike White. Who knows? But it can't be worse than what Zach Wilson's given you. He has thrown. He has played thirty games in the NFL. He started. He has like three three hundred yard games. He has zero games where he's thrown three touchdowns. Zero. There were, there's a bunch of quarterbacks with three touchdown games, multiple three touchdown games this season. In 30 games, he has zero. It's all it, You just screwed up the pick. It's con- time to admit it and move on. And Aaron Rodgers can, and you have to prepare for when Aaron Rodgers leaves. I get it. I get it. Aaron Rodgers next year, Aaron Rodgers is following you. I get it. You got to be ready for, for when that third year comes on you got to do something. Zach Wilson's not it. Just look at the numbers. It's embarrassing. And the fact that the Jets fans keep making excuses for him is even more embarrassing. And if I have to hear one more person say not even Peyton Manning would, have, would play well behind this offensive line, you are dead wrong. Peyton Manning would throw for 300 yards every single week with this offensive line. You have good receivers, excellent receivers, all pro receivers. You have a, a, a very high-level defense. And you're putting up six points, and it's only a matter of time before this defense, they're all saying the right things now. It's only a matter of time before they start saying, well, they start telling you what they really feel. And they're going to start to get upset on the sideline, and they're going to start to talk about it in the media, and you're going to start to hear what the rest of this Jets team really thinks about Zach Wilson and the offense that they are putting out there. Because this defense is working their ass off. And they are getting, and, and they are looking bad. When they shouldn't be. So that's the story. Here with the NFL. And it's not a pretty one. It's not a pretty one at all. We're right back to where we were two years ago. Thought we were coming out of it. We thought we were giants. We're on the move forward. Found our quarterback. Found our coach. Made the playoffs last year. We're going to build on that. Right? Wrong. On the clock. Before Thanksgiving. The Jets. Aaron Rodgers, we got Aaron Rodgers, we got our guy gonna win the Super Bowl, got a great defense, got a big time receiver, got a good running back. Before Thanksgiving, scoring six points in the game. Not not what we thought we we were gonna get. Um in other news today, the, the, the Mets, the Mets. Here we go with the Mets again. The Mets has spent now. They fired Buckshaw Walter at the end of the season day before the season ended right they want they didn't make any secret it's no secret they want Craig council they brought in they brought in the you know Stearns to get Craig Council he's worked with them he's gonna get him he's gonna we're gonna have a big time manager we, we just fired a big time manager now we're bringing in Craig, Craig Council Craig Council it started to look like okay now there's other teams after him and then two days ago, it was, okay, he's going to make his decision today. It looks like it's either going to be the Mets or the Brewers. It was the Cubs. Craig Counsel went to the Cubs. He said, I want to coach. I want to manage the Cubs. I want you to fire your manager. I want the job. And the Cubs said, no problem. Here's the biggest contract we, anybody's ever given a major league baseball manager. Five years, $40 million. He's now the manager of the Cubs. And what did the Mets do? They weren't prepared for this because they thought, as usual, how could he not choose? the? How could anybody not choose the Mets? Nobody chooses the Mets. The fam, we certainly, as fans, didn't choose the Mets. I'll tell you that much. It's not easy. Nobody chooses this life. They go after their guy. They don't get him. So then what do they do in the two days after that? So they hire Carlos Mendoza. Who's Carlos Mendoza? No idea. Right? That's what he said. Who's Carlos Mendoza? No idea. You turned to the guy next to you. It was a Mets fan. You said, "The Mets hired a manager. Call Who's Carlos Mendoza?" And what did that person say to you? No idea. He's the bench coach for the Yankees. Is he going to be a good manager? Maybe, right? Maybe, because we have no idea. But is it the guy? You know, I mean, we don't know. Then yesterday, Stearns comes out in a State of the Union for the Mets before the winter meetings and everything. And what does he say? When, when asked about your GM search, because they need a GM as well, as you as you know, we're not hiring a GM this year. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not hiring a GM this year. Here's what he said. We've got enough going on. What? No GM. Carlos Mendoza is the manager. They have no pitching staff besides Zenga. Diaz is coming off a missed season as their closer. The offense is inept. Might as well be the Jets. No GM. So we you know, we got a lot going on over here at, at, at City Field. We're not hiring a GM. Unbelievable! It's it's unbelievable. So they didn't get their guy. They hired somebody you never heard of. Which okay, uh, listen, I'm not going to criticize the hire of the manager because I don't know anything about him. He could turn out to be, you know, Joe Torrey. He could turn out to be Jeff Torborg. Who knows what he's going to be? Who knows? It could be Dallas Green. It might be, you know, one of the best managers we've ever seen. But so I'm not going to criticize that because I don't know enough about him. I don't really know anything about him. He was the Yankees bench coach. He's never managed before at the major league level, at least. And that's it. That's all I know about him. Maybe I haven't even seen it, pre. he hasn't even had a press conference, an introductory press conference. We'll learn a little bit about maybe his personality, see if he can handle the media coming up when he has his press conference. I believe that's today. But as far as that goes, I don't know anything about him, so I'm not going to criticize it. But come on, he's not good. chances are he's not quite counsel, right? Mets could have got him. The problem I have with this is, is when we got Uncle Steve as our owner, it was supposed to be, we don't want anymore. If we want it we get it that's how it's supposed to be that's what we were told it was going to be we got all the money in the world if you want something we'll get it for you if it makes sense now this made sense we, you want we want Craig Council all right come on we'll get him 40 million he he wipes his ass with 40 million so it's not like it's not like a whole bunch of money or anything like that it's not the money what well, why why not why couldn't we match that but one extra ten million, you know why? Because that's what we wanted, and we were told that whatever we want, we're gonna get, because we have endless amounts of money. So, one question was answered this week: Money doesn't make you happy, right? Because then the then the Mets fans can't be happy with this. Recap of the last three days of the Mets: We didn't get the manager we all wanted. We fired Buck Showalter. We are not having a GM this year because there's a lot going on. unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable New York Mets ladies and gentlemen the new York Mets so now let's 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 get to some some better news the Rangers Rangers last night they almost it was almost not good news okay they built up a they played a, a, a Red Wings team who was no good Red Wings have missed now the playoffs 7 years 7 straight years after making it for a quarter century consecutively They've now missed seven straight years. They're not a good team. They came into the garden last night. Rangers got four goals in six minutes in the second period. But the 5 nothing lead took it into the third period. Relaxing, right? We're all relaxing nice and easy. Bam, bam, bam. 5-3. Now you're in trouble. That it's seven minutes left, and it's 5-3. Jonathan Quick played well up until the fifteen, the 12-minute mark of the third period. And then it was rapid fire. Three goals. And you're like, oh, here we go. Rangers were able to hold on, and I'm telling you, the, the Adam the Adam Fox not being there does not help a situation like that. So three goals, five minutes, it's five three. You're starting to get a little worried. Then you remember it is the Red Wings. The Rangers had to kill off some power plays, and they did. They got the win, five three, the final. They have now nine consecutive games with points. They've scored. They've they won nine of twelve to start the season. They are the best team in the NHL right now. That's all you can say about that. They're the best team in the NHL right now, and they're all banged up. Now, they, they're going to need to hold serve here over the next month. Shostakhin is banged up. He was supposed to play last night. He didn't play because he was banged up. Fox is going to be out at least a month. I think he's going to be out wh- well more than a month, probably till like, February. We haven't had a, an update yet. We know it's bad. We know it's a knee injury. It's not good. Okay? Heedle is going to be out for the, la- the next two, three weeks. Rangers are going to need to piece this together. Now, they're still getting all types of production from their big names. Kreider scored again last night. uh, Panarin scored again last night. Trocek scored two last night. Panarin and Kreider have turned the clock back five years. They are playing like they are 23 years old. They are the best players on the team right now. And they're carrying the team. How long is that going to go? Who knows? Jonathan Quick has been playing very well in goal. A little bit of a hiccup last night in that, second, in that third period. But, but overall, he's played very well. He's forty; he's 37 years old. Now, he's being asked to carry more of the load than he was expected to, which is being banged up. You don't want him to, you know, you, you're going to need him in the long run. Don't want to screw that up. The same thing goes with Adam Fox. You don't want to be messing around with a knee with Adam Fox. He's a young kid. He's, he's a future going to have his ba- uh, number raised in the rafters. You don't want to screw around with a knee problem with that, just to get him back in November or December to win a couple games. So the Rangers are going to have to piece it together. So far, so good. We'll see how it goes. Come back and talk to me in three weeks. We'll see how they are doing, but they need to build up a lead. Cause I still think Carolina and the devils are faster and more talented than the Rangers. That's not saying the Rangers can't finish ahead of them in the schedule. It's not saying the Rangers can't beat them in the playoffs. It's not saying any of that. It's just overall. When you look at the two rosters, I think the devils and Carolina are, are. More talented than the Rangers roster. Now, if you if you were going to tell me that Panarin and Kreider were gonna have years, career years, then I might change my mind. And that's what they're having. So important wins, an important stretch here for the Rangers early, early in the season. And we'll see how that goes. They got a win last night. We'll take it, right? We'll take a win. A win is a win. Five three, the final. It's always nice to beat the Red Wings, too, because screw the Red Wings And, and Iserman. Eisman was on uh, TNT in the, in the pre, I was watching a pregame show and he was on there trying to explain. Basically they ask him, why does your team suck? How come it's been seven years? What's taken so long to get this thing back together? And he's like, oh, we're just trying to compete. Screw you, Eisman This is what losing feels like. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. I hate Steve Eisman because he's a great player. So, well, he was a great player, but now he's getting, you know, 25 years in a row in the playoffs now they're getting in, uh, in a hockey town. Is getting a little taste of what it's like to not be good. The Islanders lost again last night. The Islanders can't score. The Islanders are the Jets and the Giants of the NHL. Islanders can't score goals. They got two goals last the, the two When they got, scored their second goal last night, it was a miracle that they got two goals. The Islanders have not been playing well. The Islanders lost 4-2 last night. They have not been playing well. They are in. Let me see what their overall record is. The Islanders are 5-3-3. They have 11. uh, They have uh, 13 points. They're 7 points behind the Rangers. They can't score. They've been getting good goaltending, which has kind of kept them in it. You know, Not not let the bottom fall out here to start the season. But the Islanders got to figure out how to put the puck in the back of the net. That's the problem there. They got two goals last night. They had a 2-0 lead. They blew it. Lost 4-2 to the Wild. Wild's not a good team. And the Islanders are losing at home 4-2 to the Wild. Islanders got to get their act together. Basketball, basketball. the Knicks were struggling early. Okay, Early in the season, I told you not to worry yet. They played a lot of teams that were better than them. They played a good game against the Bucs. The Knicks were going to be okay. The Clippers came into into the Garden two nights ago, The Knicks beat them. Knicks beat them up pretty good. Yeah, one eleven to ninety seven was the final. Randall, after being criticized for two days about his game against the Bucs and how he he mailed it in in the fourth quarter, how his body language was saying that I don't care about this. He made he shrugged his shoulders at Brunson. He didn't get it. He didn't play defense on a couple plays where they showed, and he answered the call last. Uh, two nights ago against the Clippers. He had 27 points, 10 rebounds. He was the leading scorer in the game. He played excellent. He hustled. He looked like the Randall that we all know and love, right? Brunson struggled that game. And that's that, that was important. It's important that when Brunson struggles, the Knicks could still win. And that, that was what they showed the other night. RJ Barrett, 26 points, Mitchell Robinson, 13 points along with 15 rebounds. The the game before Robinson had 15 rebounds, no points. I get it. He's not a big scorer, but he's got to give you something on the offensive front, right? You can't be having no points from Mitchell Robinson. The game that he had there is the exact game that the Knicks need from Mitchell Robinson. 13 points, 15 rebounds. That's it. You give us that every night, and that's all we need from you. R.J. Barrett, 26 points. Like I said, R.J. Barrett's played well this season. He's really coming into his own. Brunson struggled. He had six or seven points. That's fine. Listen, Brunson had an off night. We could live with that. He's allowed to have an off night. James Harden played his first. It was James Harden's first game in a Clippers uniform. 31 minutes, 17 points. A lot of people give you that. You know how I feel about James Harden. He's going to destroy that team just like he destroys every team he's ever been on. Okay, he's happy. He smiles now. He's, he's going to have some big games. He'll throw, you, throw a couple 50-pointers in there. You watch because that's what he does. It'll be, you know, December or January. But he'll, he'll give you a couple 50-point games. He will destroy that team. The the Clippers will go nowhere in the playoffs. They will win nothing with him on the team. And I don't know why anybody thinks any different. They, they, Harden? I got I got a guy at work that's arguing with me that, that they're going to be good with Harden. I don't care who they have alongside him. He will destroy the team. And you just wait. you see. You'll wait. You'll see. So the Knicks with a big win. That was a win to kind of get people off the back. They had a slow start. They played teams a lot better than them. They had a tough schedule to start with. Give them a, give them a break. Listen, Give the Knicks 15 games. Let's let's re, revisit the Knicks at the 15 games and see how they're doing. If they're 500, they'll be okay. They're now two games under 500 after that win. They play tonight. The Spurs are in town. Another one. It should be another win for the Knicks. This is a very winnable game. It's a game they should win. We'll see how, how it goes. So uh, just to recap, we well also, again, um, I don't know if you've probably seen them. We're doing, uh, I've been putting up a uh, calling them quick hits. They are, you know, I, I get it. If you don't want to listen to me, talk for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. I like it, but you know, a lot of people don't. Um, I've been putting up quick hits. They are three to five minute episodes, single subject. You know, I did one on the Rangers. So three to five minutes on the Rangers in and out and you're good. Get everything you need to know about the Rangers and then you get out and you don't have to worry about me screaming about the Jets and the Giants and the Mets. And if you're Mets or Jets or Giants, there'll be one on each of those teams as well. So they seem to be doing pretty well on YouTube and everything. They seem to be received well. So we'll, we'll keep putting them up. Keep an eye out for that. The quick hit. They're called Locked Up Sports Quick Hits. Three to five minutes on a single subject, a single team, whatever it is going on Now. Next week, we have uh, Sean Marash, WFAN, Evan Antiki. He's the producer. He's the co-host. He also was the producer and co-host of the Damon Amendolaura show, which is now on XM. And, you know, Damon, we had uh, DA on here uh, about two months ago. Great guy. Great guest. This is his producer from his show when he was on CBS Sports Radio. He's now WFAN, Evan Antiki, two to six every day. Highest rated show in New York, highest rated sports talk show in the big city here. And we're excited to have him on. Can't wait to talk to him. And if you know, he's like a bit of a firecracker. He he says things that make news, whether they be, you know, the right things or the wrong things. He said he got a big national news two weeks ago because he made comments about Zach Wilson going home during the bye week. He said they should have been practicing. Well, you know what? He's right. Although I don't know. And to be honest with you, all the practice in the world, I don't think you're gonna get any better. So Jets stink somehow still in the playoff race. Sunday night in Vegas against the Raiders, they gotta have it. Listen, they gotta have it, otherwise the season the football season's over. Giants out of it. Two and seven, it's over. Daniel Jones over. They're gonna draft a quarterback. Now it's just where will they finish? Are they on the clock or are they gonna finish with a better record than the Bears? Or, and or the Cardinals. The Mets, Mendoza, the manager, who knows? No GM this year, and they got a lot going on, so stop asking them questions. All right, that's the Mets story. Rangers, good job, Rangers. Winners of 9 of 12, top of the Eastern Conference, top of the Metropolitan Division, played great hockey. Keep up the good work. Islanders, you got to score some goals. You're not going to win scoring one and two goals every night. That's the story from here. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you later this week. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports on the gram at locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.